November 24th, 2021. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are donated in memory, in loving memory of Hannah Bat Rachel by the Levy family. We're in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Kaf Amud Bet, nine lines from the Gemarim, the second word on the line. It says the Gemara, Amar Mor, anytime you begin the line in a Gemara, with those words, it means we're returning to a statement which was said earlier, and we're elaborating, we're explaining it. So here's the statement, we saw it just yesterday. Sarich Shiyeheh, Laila Viyom Min Hadash. If you recall, the statement went as follows. It cannot be that last night we saw from the old moon, which we discussed and explained accordingly, and this morning we saw from the new moon, and that we're testifying in turn that today is Rosh Chodesh. There's no such thing. It needs to be that the new moon was begun to have been seen the night beforehand. You need to start with the new moon at night, See it again during the daytime, and then be able to testify during the daytime. If last night was the old moon and today is the new moon, that's not Rosh Chodesh. You need to wait until the next day. The question was raised very briefly yesterday. We said, just a statement before this in the Gemara, that around the Molad, around the time period during which the new moon comes about, that 29 and a half 29 days and a half into, uh, well, from the last new moon, there's a 24-hour time period. Remember, it just differs between if you live in Bavel, you live in Eris Israel, as to what you're going to be missing, but you won't see the moon for 24 hours. If you're not able to see the moon physically, human beings, during that 24-hour time period, then clearly any circumstance in which a person comes and testifies during the day that it's the new moon, and there was a moon seen at night, it was the new moon as well. You can't have old moon and new moon during the morning. There's a 24-hour time period during which the moon is concealed. And as a result, these are redundant statements. Once you told me that astronomically, once you told me that scientifically, 24 hours, the Gemara told us, you won't be able to see the moon during the Molad time period, six hours before, the six hours after, and a little bit more. Well, then clearly, in any circumstance where you're testifying about seeing the new moon, that crescent of the new moon, if you saw it at night and you see it during the day as well, it's the new moon. You're not going to be able to see it differently. So this is a redundant statement. The Gemara is going to have dirashot for a statement which is unnecessary. Says Rashi, says Rashi, the Gemara is specifically nervous. It's in Rashi over here. Rashi at the end, or in the middle rather, has the following words on the left-hand side. Of course, if you count from the top of the page in Rashi, it's about 20 lines down. It's simple. That you can't be mekadesh at hodesh when the night beforehand was the Yashan and the morning is the Hadashah. You'll never have a circumstance where 29 at night is Yeshana and Hadashah is day 30, because the halacha is, or the reality is, says the Gemara, says Rashi, the Gemara is in just a moment going to stay. Again, we saw this yesterday, that for 24 hours during the time of the Molad, there's concealment. You don't see anything. Well, if that's the case, clearly, if the night before something was seen, it's the new moon. If you're now testifying about that during the day, Isterich says Rashi, it's nonetheless necessary for one opinion. Says Rashi, if you recall, the Gemara, which we learned at the beginning of yesterday's class, went as follows. There's an opinion which states 
that you're allowed to, and in circumstances, encouraged to threaten, to encourage witnesses to testify about the new month, even if they haven't actually seen the moon, right? The Judah issue. How could we be doing so? But you're allowed to do so. And the Gemara's matter of fact said, it's not even mehseke shikra, potentially in such a circumstance. If you're encouraging them, you need to align the month appropriately. You need to set up the days in the right fashion. You can turn to witnesses, people off the street, people you know, and say, testify that you saw the new moon. All right, we're able to do so. You can do so, says Rashi, according to this Gemara, if there was no moon seen potentially the night beforehand. However, if the night beforehand you saw the old moon, if you saw the end of the previous month's vision of the moon, you can't then during the daytime turn to witnesses and have them testify about seeing the new moon. Because physically, it's true, it's impossible. But even under our circumstance where we're sketching it, so to speak, you wouldn't be able, that's the Gemara statement more than anything. So it means that this statement, again, of making certain that when they're testifying about the new moon, it's what they saw last night and now again during the day, is really just for, it's only necessary to state for that funny circumstance where the Beit are coercing, are encouraging the witnesses to falsely testify. You can falsely testify, we'll accept that, but not if we're able to catch you in such an explicit fashion. All right, that's the statement. Anyway, it says the Gemara, Amar Mor, Sarich hadash minalan. What's the sourcing that, so to speak, the night begins the day? It's a concept we're familiar with in Judaism. The Gemara, Davbeta Mudal Berachot, as a matter of fact, very briefly addresses this issue. But it's really what's taking place over here. You're telling me that the new month needs to begin, quote unquote, by vision at night prior to the daytime, how do you know so? Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Rabbi Yohanan's dirashah is from the following pasuk in the context of Yom Kippur, Me'erev Ad Erev. Pasuk says that Kippur spans the time from evening to evening, which means it begins on one evening, goes through the day, and then ends at the time of the next evening, which essentially tells us that the day is beginning at night from beforehand. Resh Lakish Amar, Resh Lakish's context is not Yom Kippur, but it's rather Pesach, the Pasuk talks about when to eat Masa on Pesach. I'll read to you the whole Pasuk very briefly. briefly. Barishon, yom lahodesh, ba'erev tochelu masot. So the Pasuk says in the first month, meaning Nisan in Torah months, on the 14th, you're going to eat in the Erev Masot, Ad, until Yom Ha'ehad Ve'isrim Lachodesh Ba'erev, until the 21st of Nisan, the last day of Pesach, Ba'erev. So the Derashah goes like this, Ad, Yom Ha'ehad Ve'isrim Lachodesh Ba'erev. The Derashah is you're beginning in the Erev again and you're ending in the Erev. Indeed, Vayerev Ayboker will be sufficient in terms of creation of the world. The Gemara Masech Berachot and Dafbet, in fact, quotes that in the context of Kiryat Shema. Over here, we're talking about in terms of, let's call it, human involvement in the world. So we're going to quote Pesukim with regards to the way we involve ourselves in the world, which, of course, is through Miswot. That's, that's the, uh, the, in the most basic understanding of this Gemara. So, What's that? The holidays. So we'll go with the holidays, which is time periods, which is human being involvement with the world as opposed to, quote, God's involvement with the world. Well, that all being the case, the Gemara has two separate derashot, either from Kippur or from Pesach, with regards to the night beginning the day. It says the Gemara, my benayu, my, ma, benayu, benehem. What's the difference between these two opinions? They're both beautiful opinions. Ravashe, excuse me, Rabbi Yohanan and Resh Lakish both set forth cogent, clear, appropriate uh, pesukim 
Why do we need two? Is there a difference between their two opinions? First opinion, the Gemara says, Abaye Amar, Mashma'ut Doreshin Ika Benayu. It's rare that you'll see those sorts of words in the Gemara, but from time to time, the answer is, no, there's no difference. It's just Mashma'ut. Mashma means what it sounds like. Dorshim, Lidrosh means to extrapolate. Abaye says, the only difference between the two is, you know, what it sounded like to them. Rabbi Yohanan liked that pasuk. Resh Lakish preferred another one. Is there a halachic difference, ultimately speaking, between the two? No halachic difference. They are identical in their opinion. They just point to a different pasuk. I can speak in one type of English from the pulpit, and the other rabbi speaks in a different type of English from the pulpit. We might have the identical views. We might be setting forth <coughs> the identical message, and yet, I bring it forth from one source and he brings it forth from another source. Ultimately speaking, however, as fine-eared as you are, as sensitive as you are to listening to me, there's no difference. First opinion of the Gemara. Rava Amar says, Rava, no, there in fact is a difference. It goes like this. Hasot Laila Ika Benayu. The difference between the two is Hasot Laila, which means to say in the first portion, if we split the night into two, the first portion of the night, we're talking about prior to Hasot, prior to midnight, Let's say the moon was seen, the old moon was seen in the first half of the night. So it means the second half of the night was certainly the new moon. But in the first half of the night, you saw the old moon. In other words, that's the timing on this one. You saw the new moon in the second half of the night, or at the very least, you didn't see the old moon, let's say it like that, in the second half of the night. Is that okay? Witnesses, you know, we're, we're, you're right. You're never going to see it in such a way. What's that? Is that that's the question. The question is, if you saw the old moon in the first half of the night, or if it was seen, and now, witnesses, tomorrow, let's go with Rashi, we're coercing the witnesses to say, you saw the new moon this morning, and as a result, we're going to testify and we're going to set forth Rosh Chodesh. Now, the old moon was seen before Hasot, but at night, the previous night. So we needed 24 hours in between. 24 hours is a scientific reality. Scientific reality. We're not taking the scientific reality into account over here. That's not our issue. Our issue is, did you see, the, did anyone see the old moon last night? So, uh, well, I did, but it was before Hasot. Is that, does that matter or not? Says Gemara, says, says Rava, according to the first opinion we cited over here that it's coming from Kippur, Me'eriv, Ad'eriv, it goes from evening. Hasot is after evening. Whether it's before Hasot or after Hasot, it's included. You have a problem. If you saw the old moon at any point during the night, Me'eriv, Ad'eriv, Khalas. That's a problem, and as a result, although you're testifying you saw the new moon during the day, parentheses, even though you're lying, we're still not going to accept it from you, even though we forced you to say so, because there's now knowledge that the old moon was seen before Hasot. That much I can accept, says the Gemara. But what about the second opinion? Second opinion, the suggestion of Rava goes as follows. Second opinion who pointed to the Pasuk by Pesach, it goes like this. Think about what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, from the 14th until the 21st, you're going to eat Masa. Now the interesting thing is, it's a different type of eating Masa on the first night of Pesach, and then the rest of Pesach. On the first night of Pesach, until Hasot, until midnight, you are obligated to eat matzah. That's the mitzvah of achilat matzah, together with your korban Pesach. That's the first half of the night. After the second half of the night, throughout Pesach, it's what we call reshut. You can't have hametz. What's that? What do you mean? Ba'eriv of the 14th, meaning the beginning of the 15th, effectively. 
When were you eating the Kodban Pesach? You were eating it on the night of the 14th, during the first half of the night, until Hasot Laila. So in such a circumstance, the first half of that night, Ba'eriv of the 14th, you are obligated to eat Masah. When the Pasuk talks about eating Masah from the 14th at night through the 21st at night, what Matzah is it referring to? Is it referring to any matzah? Well, then we're mixing and uh, mixing apples and oranges. This is suggestion. It suggests the suggestion is we're referring over there only to the second half of the night. Why are we only referring to the second half of the night? Because from the second half through the twenty-first, it's what we call reshut. We're telling you if you want to eat bread-like stuff, matzah. You don't need to. There's no beracha parentheses on it. That's the derasha. What's that? It says fourteen. Well, was was the fourteen that even when you were eating it? Well, none of it was the 14th, technically. We're saying on the, e- on the nightfall after the 14th. That's how we're referring to it. On the nightfall after the 14th, with you and I, we'll say it's already the 15th. The way the Torah verbs it, it deals with it over here says, Ba'eriv on the 14th at night. Now, again, uh, neither the first half nor the second half is really the 14th any longer. It's all following the 14th. But when the Pasuk refers to eating during that night, and it's the second half of the night is the suggestion, which means to say when I'm, the Pasuk says, I don't know, we're saying this all with a nice smile. What's that? That's right. So therefore, if you saw the new... What's that? We, we wait... Be- because it needs to be ba'erif. We're not waiting until hasot. No, if anything, we're finished by hasot, right? We have afikomin by hasot, right? Because the obligation is until hasot laila. So it's, no, it's quite the opposite. We, we can't wait too long on the night of because of this, because of hasot being the cutoff. But again, so the derasha in turn goes, when the pasuk refers to the erev, until the erev, our understanding is that the first erev is a reference to second half of the night. If it's a reference to second half of the night, so it means specifically when I'm referring to, and this is really what Judah was kind of referencing as well, you know, w- without meaning to, it means the second half of the night is the part of the night that's really connected to the next day. How do you know? Well, if the Pasuk is talking about the time of Rishut of Masah, it means it's not the first half of the night where it was Hova. And in turn, if the old moon, quote unquote, again, it couldn't have actually been seen if you're testifying during the day. That's the problem with this whole sugya. And during the day, if you're testifying about the new moon, it couldn't be that the old moon was out at night because it's 24 hours. However, this is what happened. You walked into court and you said, we saw the new moon because, you know, by the side, they knocked you up a little bit and they told you, come in and testify about that. Well, they were and now we find out that in the first half of the night, the old moon was seen, does that invalidate? Does that mess up the situation? The derasha is no. The Gemara made clear to us on the last Amud, the beginning of this Amud, last Amud, you, were ha- you would have circumstances where you'd have Shabbat and holidays, Shabbat and Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat and Yom Kippur, back to back. You had all sorts of issues in such circumstances. The Gemara had one of two reasons, either because of the vegetables, so the rabbis, the Beit Din were coercing. Oh yeah, no, you weren't dealing with regular thugs, you were dealing with rabbinic. Uh, yeah. According to... Yes, yes, the, the, the understanding of Rava is according to Biohanan, since the Pasuk we're working with is Kippur, although it was seen in the first half of the night, it's a problem. All right, says the Gemara onward, Amar Bizera, Amar Nachman, Shaddinan. The statement over here of Bizera in the name of Rav Nachman is anytime I'm dealing with Sefeka, Sefeka of course means doubt. 
What he's specifically referring to is a two-day Yom Tov. When we're going to have a second day of Yom Tov, which is going to be called Sifika de Yoma, it's a day I'm observing because of doubt. I'm uncertain whether the previous month was a 31-day month or a 30-day month. And in turn, I need to add an extra day to my holiday observance to make certain that I'm not doing melacha, that I'm not doing the wrong thing. That's why we have Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot. When would you... When do we really establish that second day? Do we precede the 15th with holiday or do we succeed it with the 16th holiday? Of course, we know we go to the second day. Why do we go to the second day? Let's just think about this logically for a moment. The reason we do that is quite simple. The issue is we're uncertain if the previous month was a 29-day month or a 30-day month. I then count from 29 days, so to speak, from 30-day being my Rosh Chodesh, I'll count 15 days. When I get to the 15th day, I said, that's Rosh Chodesh. Alternatively, it was really day 31 was Rosh Chodesh, which means it's the next day. So as a result, his statement is quite simple for us, right? Kol sefeka, anytime I have a doubt, lekame, lekame means forward, shadinan, we push it, which means to say we do 15 and 16, not 14 and 15. Lememra, says the Gemara, what he's implying, or really what he's explicitly stating is, dehamesar shitzar avdinan. What we do in terms of holidays, let's talk about Sukkot, let's mention Pesach, the 15th of Nisan, the 15th of Tishrei, we'll do the 15th and 16th, Arbesar, the 14th, La'avdinan, it's not holiday, that's all quite simple. Says the Gemara, but I have a question, Maybe we should do the 14th as well. Maybe we should do as follows, Yahara, 14, 15, and 16, three-day holiday. Next to each other doesn't make much sense Explain. So now we're going to make up when the first of the month is, but then also we're worried about when the real holiday starts. We're setting the day. But we're, so right, your first, your first circumstance is when you're living in Israel. Right now we're talking about outside of Israel. We don't actually know the day. You're right. We will establish it. Then there's no issue. Our issue is we're uncertain when Rosh Chodesh was. As Jesse says, we could in Israel establish when it is. We couldn't get the word out in time. You're living far away during a time of limited mobility. As a result, you don't know when Rosh Chodesh is. So you say, it's got to be either 15 or 16. Maybe it's 14. How would it be maybe 14? What about the following circumstance? Dilma, maybe, Let's talk about Sukkot for a moment. Maybe, Av, meaning the month two before Tishrei, was a 29-day month. Elul afterwards was also a 29-day month, which means that the 15th is two days earlier than it potentially was supposed to be. So in other words, you'll be dealing with over there a safik, maybe it's the 14th or the 15th or even the 16th. I'm uncertain if it's the 15th or 16th because 15 is that everything. Well, so you already know when Rosh Chodesh Av was already. I didn't know when Rosh Chodesh Av was. Why, the message didn't get to you in the month? I, I'm uns- I knew when Rosh Chodesh Av was. I didn't know when the last day of Av was. I didn't know when Rosh Chodesh Elul was. What difference does Av mean? I don't get it. If Av is 30 days, yeah. and then the next, um, in other words, no, I... When you know when Av is Rosh Chodesh, you know Av is a 29-day month. How do you know it's a 29-day month? The messenger came. The messenger came as to when the first day of Av was Rosh Chodesh. I knew the uh, Tammuz, whether it was a full month or not. Av, I don't know if Av was a full month or not. I had a messenger for Av, for Tshabav or whatever, but I, that was for Av. I don't, I, that was for, for the Rosh Chodesh of Av, which effectively is saying when Tammuz finished. Right. I don't know when Av finished. I don't know if, when Av finished. I don't know when Elul finished. Okay. 
As a result, I don't know when Tishrei actually begins. It could potentially be the 14th. It could be the 15th. It could be the 16th. That's the question of the Gemara. Answers the Gemara. What's that? Same issue. Same issue. Same issue. Says the Gemara, Tere Yarche Hasire Kala Itlehu. Says the Gemara, having two months that are haser, that are really only 29 days as opposed to 38 days, the word will get out. Effectively what the Gemara is saying, as Rashi explains, the month of Shevat and the month of Tammuz will always be haser. That's the way it works. So since we know they'll always be haser, just the way we have it established on our calendar, if the subsequent month is also haser, the word will get out two months in a row. It'll make a noise. People traveling will be talking about it because it's not a normal thing that happens, that you have two months back-to-back both being chaserim. As a result, our fear is not that we'll have two chaser in a row, and therefore we don't need to keep the 14th. Our only suffix is 15 or maybe 16, and that's why we keep 15 and 16 as opposed to 14 as well. Again, kala means a voice. The word will get out. If you have two months haserim, everybody will know. But who said you're going to have two months? Tammuz is always going to be haser. Shevat is always going to be haser. It means if the subsequent month is going to be haser as well, it's in that circumstance that we will find out. The word will get out. Says the Gemara, quick story. Levi, ikla lebavel. A frightening story over here. Levi comes from Eris Israel and he's visiting Bavel. He arrives behadzar betishrei, on the 11th of Tishrei. 11th of Tishrei is the day after Yom Kippur. He says to the people as they're enjoying their meals in Bavel, Amar basim de He said, basim means good tasting. He said, the food of the Babylonians is very delicious on Yom Kippur of Israel. Shema Yisrael, what he's saying is that Chodesh Elul was maleh. Chodesh Elul was a full 30 days. And in turn, in Israel, today, it's Yom Kippur. But you guys who didn't receive word believe that today is after Yom Kippur and you're enjoying yourselves. That's a frightening circumstance. That's the situation he's speaking to now. We did see in the Gemara Daf Yotet, it was quite some time ago, that from the days of Ezra, we didn't have an Elul Maleh. It didn't used to happen. It was very, very rare. Apparently, this was one year in which... They were Ma'abir Chodesh Elul. If Chodesh Elul was 30 days in Israel, it's the 10th of Tishrei right now. You're living in Bavil, you think it's the 11th of Tishrei. In Israel, where the reality is established, it's the 10th of Tishrei. It says the 11th of the month for the Babylonians. The Babylonians believed there was the 11th of the month. He says to them, you guys counted this wrong. In Israel, it's the 10th right now. It's Kippur. Looks like you guys are enjoying your food. It has a particular sweetness and taste because it's Kippur. Says again, he says to them, Amad basim tavshilad is a reference to Kippur, the great day, the ma'arava of the Western ones. Who are the Western ones? Those who are living in Israel. Amrele, they turn to him and they say, Shema Yisrael, as the food is in their mouth, so to speak, that's how I envision it. They're, they're chewing and they stop chewing and they say, Asidu. So testify, get up and testify in front of us that today's Kippur will spit out our food and we'll stop eating. 
Are you kidding me? You're just going to make fun of us? You're just going to laugh and stand there and talk about the fact that we're eating on Kippur? Testify. If you testify that the last month was, that Elul was a Chodesh Maleh, we will now accept that it was Me'ubar and we'll keep today as Kippur. What we did was this done. Amar lehu lo shamaati mi pi betin mikudash. He says, I didn't actually hear the words coming out of betin in the sanctification of the month, the word mikudash. And as a result, as Rashi points to the Gemara later on, you cannot then be a shaliyah to the gola, gola. Unless you actually heard the words from betin, you can't then go out. But, but, but Ola, you you, what's that? Why do you even say it? It's a good point. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just having a good time. Maybe he's having a good time. You're right. He only gets their hearts racing. And in truth, they're probably saying to themselves, I can't, why do you have to make me feel all nervous like this? But it's a fascinating reality, which I'm going to repeat to you again. And we'll see a little bit more of this sort of stuff in the Gemara in the ensuing lines. You're dealing with a situation where in Bavel, they have full knowledge that it's actually Kippur now. Says Ola, enjoy your meal. Says, enjoy our meal, but it's Kippur. Says, but it's not really Kippur. But it is Kippur. If we're to travel to Israel today, it's Kippur. I'll call my friend in Israel, they're not picking up the phone because it's Kippur. But enjoy your food. No, but I'm doing the wrong thing. You're not doing the wrong thing. But you know it's Kippur. But I didn't hear it from Betin, and as a result, my testimony is not a proper testimony, and therefore, enjoy your sweet and delicious food. Says the Gemara, Machriz Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan uh, uh, declared, he exclaimed, he told his students, Kol Statement of Rabbi Yohanan goes as follows. You see, when you're dealing with the beginning of Tishrei, you not only have Shabbatot when the messengers who are dispatched to announce when the Rosh Chodesh took place, when they'd have to rest. Generally speaking, they can't walk on Shabbat. But when it's Tishrei, they can't walk on Rosh Hashanah, they can't travel on Yom Kippur, they can't travel on Shabbat. There are many days on which they wouldn't be able to travel. So if you dispatch in Tishrei, it's going to take them longer to get out. If you dispatch in Nisan, there's nothing going on the first 15 days other than Shabbat. So you could have a potential situation of a place, it's a distance outside of Eretz Yisrael, let's say 12 days or so, that the messengers would reach them in the month of Nisan, because it's about 12 days, it's break for two Shabbatot, they'll make it before Pesach, and Tishrei, however, they would not make it before the 15th. If you're living in this place, a 12-day distance outside of Israel, when it comes to the month of Nisan, you are well aware exactly when Pesach is. Technically speaking, you could keep one day Yom Tov. You're living in this place, and it's the month of Tishrei, you have to keep a two-day Sukkot, you're never going to have the messengers come on time. You have Sifikad the Yoma, Serbi Yohanan Humra. Not only in Tishrei, which is quite simple, you need to keep two days of Sukkot, but in Nisan as well. Why in Nisan? Nisan, the messengers came. We know exactly when it is. Gezera, Gezera Nisan Atu Tishrei. The fear is that if in Nisan you keep a one-day Pesach, when it rolls around to Tishrei, the next year, that year, whatever year it is, you'll now say Sukkot. Well, you tell me we have two days Sukkot, but a one-day Pesach? Come on, that's nonsense. It's one day. What's that? No. No, why? No, no, we, we have two days because we're uncertain. You're talking about today? Today, the Gemara says, No, they were dealing with Gezerah already. We don't have two days Kippur, by the way. No, no, keep that in mind. That's a fascinating thing. It means we keep Sifekad Yomah, but we don't keep it on Kippur. That's the point. That's why we don't keep it. 
But ultimately speaking, again, the statement over here of Rabbi Yohanan goes as follows. I'm interested in, of course, upholding Tishrei. It's simple. You live in a place, you don't know when it's Rosh Chodesh. You don't know when it's uh, Sukkot. You got to keep two days. You live close enough, though, that within 12-day travel or so, 13-day travel, they'll get to you. Which means in the month of Nisan, where there's no ho- other holidays, when the messengers can't be walking, you know exactly when it's Pesach. Pesach in two days as well. Pesach two days as well. Why? Gezerah. Gezerah Nisan atu Tishrei. If we allow one day Pesach, it'll come to one day Tishrei, which is a hilul of the holiday. Says Gemara, Bi ayevu bar atra. These two students of Rabbi Yochanan, they visited a place outside of Israel. It was exactly this type of circumstance. The witnesses from Israel, excuse me, the messengers from Israel would reach there before Nisan, and therefore they would know exactly when Pesach was in an accurate way, but not before Tishrei, not before um, uh, Sukkot. What would they do? Had Yoma. They would do one day of Pesach. They did one day of Pesach, but you're students of Rabbi Yochanan and you're watching this community go against the rabbi's words. And these students watching the community, again, act appropriately, but against their rabbi's words, Rabbi Yochanan made a gezerah, keep their mouth shut. Shamar Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan hears, my students were visiting that place and they didn't uphold my gezerah. They didn't tell the people two days of Pesach. What's going on over here? Amar lehu, he says to his students, did I not tell you? Didn't I tell you that even in these types of circumstances, situations, places where Nisan, they're certain when Pesach begins. Tishrei, they're uncertain when Sukkot begins. Two days Yom Tov on both of them. Gezerah, the story ends over there. It's just a rebuke no of Rabbi Yochanan. No response. I don't know. I mean, keep in mind they're Israelis. You know, they're coming from Rabbi Yochanan lives in Israel. They, they, you know, uh, we don't know what to do. We're not even used to this two-day business in the first place. Pesach felt normal for us. I'm just, I'm just saying that with a smile. Says the Gemara a little bit more. Rava, listen to what Rava would do. Rava living in Babel. Hava ragil Tere yome. There it is. That's what I was referring to earlier. I said we're going to come to something like this. Rava humra. His own self-stringency. He never declared this. He never told the community to do this. Two days Yom Kippur. Why two days Yom Kippur? That's your Rabbi. That's the case earlier. He was nervous about an Ula situation. He was nervous. It's very rare. It's not often going to happen. But it's possible that the month of Elul will be a full month be a 30-day month, and in turn, Kippur is really what I believe is the 11th of Tishrei, and Ravav... We were going to keep two days of Rosh Hashanah outside, but we, for Kippur, would not. We'd assume by Kippur yeah, we're establishing... I'll keep you... Maybe. The Gemara Mbetzah has several, uh, t- another explanation as to the two days of Rosh Hashanah. But I'll remind you as well, the real reason is because we already dispatched um, uh, uh, Shiluhim beforehand on the previous month, and Elul, I'll call it 99% of the time, was a Chodesh Haser. That's what we saw in Dafyotet. Miyamot, Ezra, and onward, they would not and did not make it a Chodesh Me'ubar. Apparently, in the days of Ula, they did. Ravan says, if it could happen, I'm nervous. Am I now going to tell my community they need to do this? Absolutely not. So again, Ravah Havaragil, he would often, sounds like he didn't even necessarily always do that. Tahavah Yativ, he would sit, but ta'anita, fasting, tere yome. 
Zimna Hada one time, Ishtakah Kavate Rav Nachman, period. So as the Gemara, one time it happened, Ishtakah Kavate, it actually fell out, like him. In other words, Chodesh Elul was Me'ubah, he was right. He was right. Because he's celebrating on the 10th. Understood. But Jesse, if it actually, it's an interesting point, but I'm telling you. That's the story of Levi. That's the story of Levi. Ishtakach kavate means it, let's call it, in one dimension, fell out like him, even though, as you're saying, if his community is not keeping the 11th, quote unquote, they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But technically speaking, he was Mahmir Latzmon. You're 100% correct, and it's nice that you're comfortable stating it like that. Many people would say, but if it's wrong, it's wrong. And you'd say to them, but you're right, like the story of Levi demonstrated. Mm-hmm. That's Ravad. Let's just finish with this. Rav Nachman, Yatib Ta'anita, Kule Yomad Kippure. Rav Nachman sat Ta'anita the entirety of Kippur. Le'orta, that evening, Atahahu Gavra. Atah came, Hahu Gavra, a man. So a man from Eretz Israel arrives on the evening after his Kippur. All right, he finished his Kippur. Rav Nachman comes to this fellow and he says, Amar le'lemahar yomarabba He says to him, tomorrow is Kippur in Israel. Effectively, what he's stating to him is, it's a chodesh me'ubar elul, and as a result, the 11th, what you imagined is the 11th is Kippur. Now just imagine Rav Nachman picking the fork up to his mouth, about to take a bite, finishing the fast, just got home, long day in the knees, had to deal with the tefilot and the politics, and he's about to eat the food, and this fellow says to him, knocking on his door, by the way, uh, Kippur's beginning now. Amale mehecha'at, he says, where are you from? Amarle, he says to him, I'm from a place called me Damharya. I'm from a place in Israel called Damharya. All right, really all he's testing him. He doesn't really care necessarily where he's from. He just wants to know, you're from Israel? Or you're just making this up. Amarle, he now makes up a, a, a way of a notricon on that name of the place. He says, oh, you're from a place called Damharya? I think the name of your place is similar to Dam Tehe Aharito. You should have blood at your end. In other words, Damharta, you know, would take the hay and turn it into a hat. In other words, I can't believe you just did this to me. And my heart's racing now. Does that mean, again, as Jesse said, that Rav Nachman now is going to fast the next day? Not necessarily, because if this fellow did not hear Mikudash Mipibetin, he doesn't have to, but he's still saying, my heart's racing now. And as a result, Oh, you should have a bloody ending, yeah, so Ooh, to speak. What he said, the fellow who came from Israel. No, Rav Nachman says to him, "Dam aharito." What's that? That's what. Well, he doesn't actually. Kare ale. He called about him. He said about this fellow, "Kalim hayu rodefenu." Those who chased us were kalim. They were fast. They were swift. In other words, you're a chaser of us. You want to know what you just did for me, Mister? You think you're doing something nice? You're my rodef. You're a person who's chasing after me and making my life more difficult. The fascinating reality that we've discussed over the course of the last several lines here in the Gemara is a situation where in Bavel you found out outside of Eretz Yisrael the reality. Do you? And under what circumstance? Under what circumstances do you? Under most, you do not keep that second day of Kippur. How could you not? If you're certain about the reality, reality is a little different than it appears. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.